Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Quadrant 4 Politics. That's where we discuss politics and have some fun while we're doing it from a Republican and a Libertarian <laughs> standpoint. Is that how you define yourself? That's right. I'm a Republican. Republican. Well, no, I go by conservative, but that doesn't <laughs> sound as twangy. My name is Matt. I'm here with Riley, the Libertarian who believes uh, in anarchy. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us. We are going to be... Uh, Broadcasting this on what Anchor and uh, what Spotify, are all Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, you and go. YouTube. Mm, yes, YouTube. So thank you for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, share us with your friends, and let us know if you have any ideas for topics to cover. Uh, today we're just going to be doing our regular grab bags, I believe, right? Yeah, that's right. And we have a question or a comment. Uh, oh, that's right. Do you want to go over that? Uh well sure okay cool yeah should me... I just uh I can pull I can pull this up I can pull this up okay well it. you sure certainly do that okay cool I got it right here right here all right okay great this comment is an interesting one um right, is there any more more stuff we have to say before we begin I guess we're just going into it let's do this uh so this comment fourth is... wall buddy yes yeah. <laughs> breaking the fourth wall uh let me see so this comment is from uh, Edward Bronca on YouTube sorry if we're exposing you but. Uh, it's public on the internet, so that's okay. Last rat it is. Uh, let me see. This is a response to our video titled, uh, Should the Government Increase Funding for Medicaid? And just to uh, recap, what was our positions on that? Uh, no, the government shouldn't increase funding for Medicaid. That's, And I think I said, uh, no, but we should reallocate it from other places. Yeah, I mean, um, if you want our opinions, watch that episode. <laughs> How about that? Let's get some views on that one. All right. Uh, anyway, so we got a comment. Um, pretty ex interesting one. Uh, this person says, uh, by the way, thank you so much for leaving a comment. Uh, we appreciate your input. And if you have a different opinion than us, we appreciate you stretching our Oh, yeah, our because brains. I'm about to tear this person apart. Ouch. So. Well, don't be too mean. <laughs> I won't. This person left, left us a comment. And it was I so nice them. of them. It could have been just based on the title, though. That's true. They could have just been like, Fuck these guys. I'm just going to leave a nasty That's comment. That's true. Uh, this comment's not nasty, though. It's actually well thought out. But without further ado, let's stop delaying. Uh, he says, uh, I think it's a dude. Edward, yeah. So he says, uh, I am 68 years old, and I have been disabled for all my life. I don't pay anything for the many medications that I must take. I don't pay anything for any of my health care. I don't pay any Medicare premiums because New York State's Medicaid pro because New York State's Medicaid program pays my premiums for me. My health care is paid by Medicare and Medicaid. My income is SSDI and SSI. Do you know what SSDI is? Uh, Disabled? Social Security Disability Income, maybe, and then Social Security Income. So, since he's retired, he makes SSI and he makes SSDI as a disability. So he's making two payments? Yeah, so it might be the two Medicare and Medicaid. Okay. If I'm interpreting correctly. I could be wrong. Because I have many serious medical issues, I see doctors about once a week, and I take many medications. I needed to be hospitalized three times this year alone. I know that I am costing you taxpayers a heck of a lot of money, but what can I do? I am not going to commit suicide, and I want to remain alive for as long as I possibly can. By the way, on the infrequent occasions that I receive a medical bill, I toss it into the garbage can, and then I forget that I received it. Uh, so this is an interesting comment. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate the uh, the thoughts. Um, and this is an interesting one. 
uh, I like how he says I'm not going to commit suicide because that's always my first answer. <laughs> it is, and I was actually going to say I appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that you're not committing suicide and that you value life and you're going to uh, continue to live it out. And that's why I am fully in favor of helping those who can't help themselves. Now, this guy says he's disabled, doesn't tell us to what degree, but he's got to be in the hospital once a week. Uh, I know what it's like to have lots of doctor's appointments, a lot of medications, but not to the point to where I'm not able to work alongside it, at least at this point. Yeah. Um, I think there are definitely people on disability who don't need to be on it, and I can't speak to this guy's situation without knowing more about it, but I would rather him stay alive and uh, try to have a good quality of life, and I'm fine. Be I'm not fine paying for it, but I would rather live in a rational society than a completely libertarian one where it's just hands off for everybody and you fend for yourself. The only thing that I I really don't like about this is uh, the last sentence just screams like, I don't give an F. Yeah. Um, I guess the last sentence and a half, like, I know you guys are paying for it. And if I get a bill, I throw it away. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have insurance, but I still get bills for co-pays or for you know whatever insurance didn't cover i don't know how you can throw away a bill and not pay it like well because i in his situation it's probably that they're not going to discontinue his service if he's disabled but doesn't it go to like collections and then just f up your credit score yeah but he has got bigger fish to fry hmm. i mean back when my credit score was a lot worse than it is I just figured you'd get in trouble for not paying bills, like you go to jail. Well, I mean, potentially, but otherwise you'd see a lot more people in jail. Hmm. Like, you have to have a creditor that really wants to pursue it, and medical debt's kind of considered, you know, less of a violation. But back when my credit score was a lot lower, and even still today, I reminded myself that I am more than my credit score, you know. So if somebody's got a 400 credit score, it doesn't make them more or less of a person than somebody who's got a 750. So um, my point to that was that, uh, oh, yeah, you know, maybe that's not his biggest concern if his credit score is going down, you know, if he's getting the health care he needs. Um, without speaking to his situation, you know, I would say that that's pretty much what I said was, you know, no problem with, you know, helping people who aren't able to help themselves. Um, but... If you are able to work and you're not, then you're just frogging the system and costing people more. Um, you, you know, it sounds like he's in a hard situation, and I understand that this stuff isn't easy. Um, fucking health insurance, just thinking about health insurance makes me want to put a bullet in my head <laughs> because it's just, it's so frustrating, it's so expensive. Uh, the system we have right now is just garbage. Uh, in In the episode that he replied to, I actually said that uh, I would per prefer socialized healthcare over our current system just because what we have is so bad and anything would be better. Uh, I wouldn't support a socialized healthcare system, but um, I would be more satisfied with that than what we currently have. Um, but my quick response is let the wealthy pay for it through charities and grants and um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, scholarships i know it's for school but like the same kind of idea foundations um and i'm not talking about taxing but i think that if we stop taxing the rich 
and you know stop limiting them in so many ways and demonizing them that they will help society you know in, in a libertarian like perfect world at least from my understanding it's like yeah we sound heartless when we say no the government shouldn't help people who are in wheelchairs or extremely disabled and stuff like that um i i, I think that you know we don't want the government to do that for us. We want the wealthy people to do that for us on their own accord, not through taxes. But I believe that, you know, like Bill Gates set up the Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos have both donated so much money to charity. And I think that if the government stopped funding, you know, people with disabilities and who need medical help, that the wealthy people would step in and, you know, go to hospitals and say, you know, here's a ton of money or like ask the hospitals like who would qualify for this or who do you think needs this support and then they would be willing to help out i really do think that that's you know i, I don't think that billionaires are evil people i think that they are good people and if the government stopped intruding on them and telling them what to do with their money and taking their money from them that they would give their money willingly because no one needs a billion dollars you know it's more money than you'll spend in a lifetime so you know i my answer would be to rely on the wealthy and i know that that doesn't sound like a stable answer like it was something that you couldn't rely on but it's better than taxes because i think taxation is theft because in the end you're just taxing the poor people to charge to you know pay for the poor people um well th and that's my idea behind all this you know with the idea of socializing everything i don't mind socializing medicine for people who are disabled um, i think depending on the rich to do it is hoping they will do something nice and perhaps they will but we can't for sure depend on that so what we could say is we could tax uh, we could tax the rich to pay for the poor which is music to a liberal's ear but it when it comes to fairness you know it's yeah. not I exactly just, fair i i'm ethically against taking away someone's money that's hard-earned just taking it from them and giving it to someone else in need like i understand that that's but sounds like the good wealthy, christian right? thing to do but i don't <laughs> think it's the right thing to do also you know there's this beautiful thing we've talked about this before on the podcast called uh, gofundme and people look at gofundme as a uh, failure of capitalism that capitalism has failed and people need to rely on gofundme to pay their medical bills but i see it a different way i see that as a magical thing that like this is society society teaming up together and donating to help each other. I think that is one of the most inspiring things and heartwarming and gives me, like, faith in humanity again. Really? That people, yeah, when someone posts on Facebook, like, you know, hey, I, you know, having lots of problems, I, I have all these bills that I can't pay, um, can you guys help me out through GoFundMe? And people donate all the time. You always hear success stories. And I know personally uh, several people who have had success stories because, you know, you don't need to rely on just one wealthy person. You can rely on a bunch of like middle income people to donate a little bit. And then you got a bunch of money to help out. Um, also, you know, we have a bankruptcy uh, system in our country that people rely on to help with medical uh, expenses. Uh, they say like 75% of the reason why people do go bankrupt is because, because of medical expenses. And I'm not saying that that's something that we should rely on because it's bad for the economy, but since it's there, you know, that's always a, uh, last resort kind of thing is if your bills get too much you can just declare bankruptcy i'm not sure what the uh expenses of that are like personally i'm not sure what it does to your credit score and all that kind of stuff but um that's an option i mean my mom before she died was always like i'm just gonna declare bankruptcy one day and i was like i looked down on her because of that because it's irresponsible but it's also like 
it's not completely hopeless. Like, if your bills keep adding up, you can declare bankruptcy. You don't need to put a bullet in your head. All right, Edward. So, Riley just said, declare bankruptcy and go fund yourself. So, there <laughs> we go. almost sound it. like, go fuck yourself and declare bankruptcy. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for the comment. That was awesome. That we was fan-freaking-tastic. Let's move on to a grab-bag question. Yeah, we want more comments like that. So, um, I side with? You want to start with I side with? Sure. Cool. All right. I say this every time. I try not to make it too redundant, but uh, the, we're pulling a question from the I side with quest, uh, test. Uh, you can look it up on online, isidewith.com or something like that. Uh, we cut up the questions, put them in a baggie, randomly selected. Uh, we don't fully support the test, but it's fun to answer the questions. I recently took the test. Yeah. Would, uh, and what, you got Trump? Uh, Trump was who I was closest with but still only 69 percent nice and uh next was somebody i don't know and then it was bloomberg and then a bunch of hippies i remember Buttigieg or whatever was Buttigieg. that he was at 49 percent so oh really probably not gonna was he the him. top of the democrats for you no there was like three or four democrats who was the top democrat bloomberg who or no it? some some guy i don't know the Mul- uh, Mike Mullaney or something like not that? Not Mullaney, but something. I don't know. But anyway, it, it's a fun test to take, just to, even just to make yourself think, because... There's a lot of questions on there, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it gives you also a lot of ways to reply, too. Um, so, yeah. Question of the day is... Uh, this is... I don't know. Okay, let me... This is a fun one. Um, Should cities be allowed to offer private companies economic incentives to relocate? So when I was answering this the other day, I can't remember how I answered because I don't know if it's should this... are, Are they relocating them out or in? My guess is that cities are giving some sort of offer to get business to come in. So it's a yes or no question, and it says, should cities be allowed to offer private companies economic incentives to relocate? So this is actually related to uh, something that happened recently. Not too recently, but uh, Amazon was looking for a second place to put their headquarters. Do you remember hearing about all the cities like doing a bunch of stuff for Amazon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly what this is talking about. Yeah, you know, there was a bunch of cities all around the country that were like, come here, we'll give you tax incentives. And, you know, they uh, they did all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, I can't remember all of them. I think they covered it on last week tonight. But they, they may have done, like, parades or everyone was wearing Amazon shirts or something like that. Like, they did some crazy stuff to get them there. Um, and people think, you know... Well, let me see. Should cities be allowed to offer private companies economic incentives to relocate? I'm going to say no, and the reason why is because governments shouldn't have that much power to begin with. I'm going to say yes, and it's because government should be able to... uh, Government essentially is a group of people, and they should be able to offer incentives to companies. I just think that you're helping... You're just so anti-government, you're just seeing it as government. No, 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 because I think that you are hindering the small businesses to compete. You know, I think that, you know, with Amazon, it's like... Amazon's competing with other cities. If you are giving Amazon benefits to 
start in your city, then another company that's in your city that's a competitor of Amazon, you're pretty much just shutting them out because you've killed their ability to compete because you've given Amazon such an economic advantage. Oh, that's a good point. Or even if it's not a competitor, if it's just a different company, and let's say to start a business you pay a certain percent, but we're saying, okay, Amazon, come in, we'll cut that in half. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a good point. So it's not fair, but one of the reasons why I don't like government is because they have so much power to change the economy and and the free market. I mean, not the economy, the free market. And the free market only works, you know, just like people say, true true socialism has never been tried. Well, the same is pretty much true with capitalism that the free market has you know that not been truly tried. Um, at least in our society. Um, and when the government is giving companies benefits, you've ruined the free market. Like, the free market isn't free anymore. All of a sudden, they ha have an advantage by the government, which is it kills, you know, competition. It kills innovation. Uh, it's just overall bad. Now, you know, is it going to be that, like, is that going to devastate the market? No, but it's still... It, all of a sudden we don't have a free market anymore you can't claim to have a free market when you're uh giving benefits to some companies well i if especially because we're talking about a city which is local government which as i understand it libertarians if they prefer government they prefer it more localized and especially let's say in a city of a hundred thousand people you can get to know your neighbor you can talk to your city council you guys can all be in on this. And so as a city, you can make a choice. And I think the government is just the figureheads. And if they're, the way elections are supposed to work is like if you're doing what the people you represent want, you get reelected. If not, then you're ousted. Um, but do I think cities should get to say, you know, should Atlanta say, we want you here? And, you know, Kansas City say, we want you here? And, you know, Dallas say we also want you, and the three of them get into a bidding war. Sure, I don't. I, well, I see no reason not to, and I. I uh, answer is yes. Unfortunately, I am. Uh, neither of us claim to be super knowledgeable on any of the things that we talk about. We just try our best, and you know, we're just uh, coming at this from a casual average perspective. Joes. Average Joe's. Average Joe's. That's right. Rivals. So. Um, it, I may not be explaining this as well as, as I want to, just because of my lack of knowledge, but it just seems, like, unnatural to encourage a business to come to your city. Like, what if you have a city, like, we're in, we're in Seattle, and Amazon is in Seattle, and you can say that since Amazon's rapid growth, Seattle has changed significantly, and, you know... Maybe maybe uh, Amazon is the reason why Seattle has such a liberal city council. Maybe if uh, Am Seattle hadn't grown so quickly because of Amazon, then the city council wouldn't be so liberal wanting to fight back against Amazon, you know? So, like, inviting a company into your city like that and just giving them benefits seems like you could just be welcoming in a new breed to your city that's going to change the city uh, and they're hoping that it changes the city for the better, but there's also the chance that it could change the city from the worst because Amazon moving to your city doesn't mean that everyone living in your city is going to get Amazon jobs all of a sudden. It means Amazon's going to bring all of their employees to your city. But, you know, you know that's part of... And that's uh, also, you know, they're going to be bringing in foreign labor and stuff like that, so it changes the city pretty dramatically, especially with a company as large does, as Amazon. It does, but if the city's fine with it, then... Yeah, but, you know... Because the yeah. city, as in the government of the city, is fine with it. Does that mean all the citizens in the city are fine well, with it, too? Well, I don't too? know. Have a freaking vote. But <laughs> if the if the people of the city vote, 
technically the city's offering the extending the invitation so depending on how much you want to get into semantics about it you know i i get where you're coming from i just uh you know your arguments that because something bad could happen we should just not do it in the first place and for me that just doesn't you know I just don't trust government because everywhere the government steps their foot, bad things happen. You and know? that's your answer to every question. It's goddamn so, right. We gotta put a little more thought into these. <laughs> Let's try another one from the uh, uh, political compass test. Political compass test. Political compass test. I, I wish I could do uh, Coach Steve from Big Math. I wish I could do that voice. Political compass taste. It's <laughs> not even good. I, I am bad at impressions. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, so these questions are from the political compass test. Uh, you can look up political compass test on Google and take the test. It's fun. I still want to fix it. Yeah. I, I will. Maybe we can start a Patreon and then like one of our Patreon goals, like when we get to $2,000 a month or something like that, we could be like, we'll make our own Patreon or we'll make our own political compass test. Wouldn't that be dope? That would, but I don't know that anybody wants to pay us to do that. Maybe. All right, if you guys want to pay us to do that, send us a check for $2,000. That's not how Patreon works, but... Don't care. (laughs) PayPal it to us. All right, uh, this is going to be another real fun one because it's the first word is government. Oh, government. So, uh, (laughs) government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. Ooh, this is a good one. Can I read it? Sure, I just read it, but sure. So the answers are strongly disagree, disagree, agree, and strongly agree. Governments should penalize businesses Please that... Please don't say penalize. Is it penalize? I say penalize. Some people say penalize. Governments should penis businesses <laughs> that mislead the public. Mushroom stamp them? Yeah. Just, <laughs> governments should fuck businesses that mislead the public. Watch your dirty mouth. <laughs> I know. Um, poor Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Can't listen to this at work because of all the F mm-hmm. words. <laughs> Not from me. I have well, a just clear virgin Riley, mouth. Riley, yes you do. Yes. You're a good Christian. That's right. <laughs> Never done anything wrong. Um, this. <laughs> it, what was that? <laughs> do you remember? And I think it was Borat. <laughs> he goes to the... <laughs> to the gay okay. conversion church. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, have you ever sucked a dick? And the <laughs> pastor's like, he takes his finger and he goes, these lips were made for praising Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that to you now. <laughs> these lips were made for praising Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Anyway, watch your mouth. Okay. Sorry. What, what were we doing? <laughs> Uh, so should governments penalize businesses that mislead the public? Why don't you answer first? Man, this is a tough one because really? um, this is where I start to be anti-libertarian because um, uh, I'm a big fan of the Reason podcast. And something on the Reason podcast that they discussed recently was um, medical companies or hospitals have being forced to disclose the prices on their... Uh, like everything they do at the hospital um and apparently that might become a nationwide thing because as of right now the hospital doesn't know what they're gonna bill you until they bill you and i think that is really shady and really suspect just because of all the billing and regulations and shit they have to go through they don't have a way 
to tell you what you're going to be paying until you pay it. Like um, when I went to the dentist a long time ago, there was, I paid the bill in full. I paid, like I got my work done and I paid while I was still there and I left. And then like a month later, I got a bill in the mail for $75 and I went in there. I wasn't mad or anything, but I went in there. I was like, why, why did I get this bill for $75? And they were like, uh, you know, we just, we can't find out what the, uh, uh, what the total is going to be right away. And I was like, is there any way that we can prevent this from happening in the future? You know, it's just an honest question. I would never be mean to customer service. Um, but the girl, like, got offended, and she was like, yo, man, we try our best. And I was like, well, I wasn't trying to offend you or anything, but um, apparently from what I learned from that personal experience is that uh, they don't, they just straight up don't know what they're going to charge you because of all the way that the, the medical system in this country is. so. That's, but the reason why I'm saying it's anti-libertarian, my thoughts, is strange. because on the podcast they said that they disagree with that, that um, forcing corporations to do something like that is not libertarian. But I think that that's something I would force corporations to do. I think that they should um, uh, list the ingredients on all consumables because people need to know if they're allergic to stuff. I think that they need to be honest with their prices. Um, and basic stuff like that, like I think, obviously I'm against regulations, but if uh, Five Guys sells you a burger that makes you super ill, not just like food poisoning because that's like within the realm of, like within the realm of reason, you know. It, it could have been an accident or like a shitty employee or something like that. But if you got something really terrible, like yeah, Chipotle did the Ebola thing. I got think they got sued. Um, that kind of thing. Then absolutely, yeah, I think Do you that mean business. E. E. Coli, yeah. Ebola. Um, <laughs> Ebola, right? Um, like I said, I'm not I'm not the wisest person about <laughs> the things I speak. But um, the the point is is that I think that yes businesses should be penalized for that kind of stuff for misleading the public um you know false advertising stuff like that and within the realm of reason obviously i'm i'm uh, i lean on the side of less government but i think there's within reason for this that businesses you know i i i'm a big fan of the free market but the free market can't work if the person buying the product doesn't know what it is or what the price is well this isn't going to be very interesting because my answer is Pretty much identical to yours, so I would oh, say... Oh, I guess I would say agree. Yes, and I would strongly. say agree, and that's that uh, businesses should not be able to mislead the public um, in a strong way. Like if they say new and improved packaging, you know, and it's not that new or improved, whatever, you know. Yeah, But uh, within the realm of reason. If they say something's 100 calories and it's actually 1,000, you know, and they're doing it to get you to buy it. That's misleading the public. Um, and the government is the institution we have to keep that from happening. And what I've constantly said to my good libertarian friends is that government, while it does kind of restrict us, it is also how we ensure that each of us is able to enjoy our own freedoms without other people infringing upon them. So we need to have that little amount. So, um, but yeah, my answer is pretty much right along with yours. So let's yeah. pick another question. Yeah, uh, back to the I side with. Yeah, I side with. Very cool. Oh, there's a lot of these in here. Yeah, that one has way more questions than the blow. It covers like every topic. It's beautiful. 
I, I think I think uh, I side with is better than the political compass test. The only thing is that its results are weird. Like, I wish the aside with would give you a political compass map. Does it when you finish it? It doesn't because it, that's not the concept. Yeah, of it. The, the concept, concept is, is to is, find out which politician. Yeah, and actually, for. you can go through every single question, and yeah. it sh- like it showed me who I agreed with and disagreed with. Yeah, and it was pretty surprising. Like uh, certain things, like like when I found myself to be on more conservative on something than Trump, I was like, okay, is it time to reevaluate <laughs> my opinion or? That's smart. Okay. So I, I have a question for you before we begin this. Sure. Uh, uh, at the top of the show, you said that you're conservative. That's how you define yourself? Uh, well, I just for the fun of twanginess, I did Republican. Uh, okay. But yes, I think we've covered that in many episodes. Well, I, I think that... Uh, I mean, my personal in thoughts, general, yes. I thought, I in my personal thoughts from the way I've heard you speak, I think that you're a libertarian. You're just on the northern side of the libertarian compass. Yes, that's correct. So, I mean, yes, you could technically be on the fence of I'm conservative libertarian, four. but I think you're just, like, on the libertarian side of the fence. Yeah, so I, I think just... it would make more sense for you to call yourself a libertarian just to help the cause, you I'm know, not help... but then vote Republican when there's no L. <laughs> uh... Uh... Um, For those of you who can't see, Matt is visibly frustrated with me. <laughs> I am visibly frustrated because, one... That turns us into a completely libertarian show we're having. Yeah. Well, we're quadrant four. We're not just bottom line. <laughs> okay, everybody. We're now called bottom line. Bottom line politics. Actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it could be sexual. Um, <laughs> the show where we have gay sex while discussing <laughs> politics. Bottom line. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that would be like, but it sounds interesting. All right, I'm just going to read the question. Oh, gosh. This is a good one? It's so similar to the last two. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's fine. Should the government increase spending on public transportation? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, this is a bad question considering the ones we just did. But let's... If we get a, through it quick, we can we can do a fourth question. We, can do we a almost fourth, never do yeah. four questions I know, in a that's show. Impressive. Let me tell you my answer real quick. Well, hold on. I well, want to read it. Let me tell you. I want to read okay, it. Okay, you, you read it. Okay. The answers are yes or no. And should the government increase spending on public transportation? Oh, go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, they should not. Uh, people should pay for their own damn transportation. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what makes me really mad. We're here in Washington State. I nine seven six passed, meaning we pay less, and the transportation department gets less for our tabs, and it's held up in court, even though fifty five percent of the voters because the government's voted that way. terrible. Because yep, which is why we need to get rid of our governor. We need to get rid of our attorney general. We need to vote Republican in this next election to make washington great again (laughs) make washington great again that's the name of our podcast um uh the reason why i uh am against uh public transportation is because uh private companies have done it better uh look at uber and lyft you look at the bus and it's like yes the bus is nice for the extremely poor homeless people who don't have a cell phone to have uber and lyft the apps you know um but the bus sucks in Seattle, there's people doing heroin on the bus. You know, it's full of crazy people who are pissing on the bus and, you know, doing all sorts of crazy shit on there, screaming, yelling at the bus driver. It's like, sure, it's only 275 but you have to wait for it. You have to deal with the people on the bus. Yeah, their schedule. You have to go on their schedule. You know, if you want to get from one place to another, you have to take multiple buses. Like, the bus system sucks. And I know because I've relied on the bus system a lot because I don't have a vehicle. 
Um, whereas you look at Uber and Lyft, it's like Uber and Lyft is fairly priced. There's competition that keeps the price low because Uber and Lyft are both pretty equal in this area. Um, it offers tons of jobs to people who want to work a, a schedule of their own. Uh, they like a tip-based economy. They like driving around. You know, it offers tons of jobs. And uh, it's better for me as a customer because I can get from here to the other side of, the, uh, of Lake Washington no problem with an Uber on my own schedule instead of taking, you know, two three buses to get where i want to go but, and you know it's, it's significantly faster and a better experience because ubers are usually nice they usually have phone chargers in there and candy sometimes water bottles you know sometimes they'll have a nice discussion in the car and overall i think it might be a little bit safer too um well and you bring up a really good point overall but uh transportation does more than just um buses they also do you know they build the roads and they do the ferries and yeah all that crap which is stuff that i know you want to privatize so let's not even have that conversation because we've had it before um but my point is that we are already putting so much money into this and not seeing any results and the roads are still trash the roads are still trash they do construction forever we've for some reason, the state voted on a what's that thing they're building? The oh, the uh, the light rail. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say that I nine seven six. They made a clear point that if you get rid of this, you get rid of the money for light rail. So I say light rail's null and void now. Yeah. Well, the but... light rail is bad because it's taken too long to build it. It's too expensive, and by the time it's built, I mean when they. When they designed the plans for it, it was already outdated. But by the time it's finished, it's going to be really outdated. You know, they got bullet trains in China and Japan and stuff like that. And you know, what we're building right now is a clusterfuck, to be honest. Like, it's it's just trash. Oh, it's, it's totally true. And think about this. Of everything... And it's making traffic worse. And it's not going to make it better. Well, yeah, because by the time it's kind of like you know they build eight line lane highways, and by the time they've done that, it should have been sixteen. Yeah. So they put in the extra lanes, and by the time they do that, it, it's just kind of like a never ending problem. But consider how technology has advanced from nineteen sixty. What a what a looking for information. It used to be you go to the library. Now it's you get to your desk and get on the computer. Um, as far as talking to somebody across the world, you'd write a letter. Now you send an email. Yeah. Um, talking to someone in your own city. You don't have to be at home to do that. Transportation hasn't advanced much in the last 60, 70 years. I think before the government gets more money from us for transportation, they need to work on a way to make it quicker. Well, and yes, bullet trains everywhere. Mm. Just, I mean, not literally, well. <laughs> but because in, there's lots of places bullet trains aren't feasible, you know, like putting them in the suburbs, but... Well, it just, it, it supports my idea that, you know, um, privatizing things uh, and competition lead to innovation, whereas if you give something to the government, it never innovates. It rarely innovates, you know. Um the buses have changed their design style and we have electric buses and uh, stuff like that. But, you know, there's no phone chargers on the buses. There's no candy on the irrelevant, buses. Irrelevant, irrelevant. Well, the, the fact relevant. I'm trying to make is that, like, private industries do so much better and offer us the luxuries that we want. 
Um, so yes, and, as, far, as far as the buses come, I agree with you on the privatizing. As far as the rest of it comes, I say do better or make things faster. Well, I, I you know, uh, the roads is a big libertarian thing that they want uh, the roads to be uh, privatized, which it's I agree with. Not gonna happen. It's a stupid um, idea. Let me tell you why. Because, I don't think it ever will happen, but I don't think it's a stupid because idea. Because the police should never be privatized, and the police monitor the roads. Some libertarians support libertarian don't care about uh, privatizing those ones. The, the police. I do not. I am not one of the. And so, the police what do the police do when you own the road? Well, what I happens that when that a crime would... happens on your road? Well, that's a. Uh, that's something that we can plan for later. Oh, a discussion for later. Yeah. So it's, it's something that I don't have the answer to right now. I could think of something, but uh, not quick enough to say on the podcast. All right. Well, at least you're being honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to our fourth and final question. Uh, well, I just want to say the ferries would be better if they were privatized as well. Uh, <laughs> that's true, but I mean those are expensive, right? Someone would buy it. You know it, that you you'd make money by running the ferry. Yeah, operation. the rich. Yeah. Well, exactly. yeah, but and the we rich need are the enemy. The uh, no, no, no. Have you ever? Re- uh, uh, I've learned about Ayn Rand recently because of our good friend Jack. Oh, gosh, and, uh, Jack. Oh, her, yeah, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ayn Rand, uh, from what I've been told, is she, her novels were about how billionaires are doing so much for us in innovation and giving so much back to society, and people just hate them. You know, like if you look at what the liberals are saying, they hate the billionaires they say billionaires shouldn't exist and stuff like that you know they need to be taxed to hell and back um but like if the libertarians bought the ferry system and made it better that'd be awesome i'd be like thank you you mean the billionaires yeah what did i say libertarians yeah well i mean it's libertarians too but Uh, no if the billionaires bought the the ferry system uh which is by the way we're like one of the few places in the world that has ferries, so most people listening to this podcast are like, what the fuck is a ferry? Well, it's because we got to get from one side to <laughs> yeah, the other. We have the sound, sound, but no, most of America has not a clue what a ferry is. I think they know. I think they get the concept. Maybe. It's a big boat that goes yeah. across one lake of one body water. Uh, I just know people come here and see the ferries, and they're like, you can drive cars on a boat? Are you fucking kidding me? It's amazing. That is actually pretty cool. I love the ferry. The ferry's awesome. Well, when I was a kid, my dad used to take us, like, we'd walk onto the ferry, and we would just ride it. One time, like, they actually came up to us, because they're like, yeah, you've been on the ferry for a while. And they're like, it's supposed to be a max of three times round trip. Really? Like, if you're on there just for fun. Yeah. And the person was like, we're not really going to enforce it, but huh. just wanted to let you know. I thought they kicked everyone off the ferry when they got to one side. No, I mean, huh. I, they might now, but back then, most of like early, late 90s, early 2000s. I like taking uh, a dog on the ferry because they get really cold because it's really cold on the ferry, but their, their, wind, their hair is also blowing in the wind and they always look ridiculous. I'd love to take Mystic on the ferry, but that would Who's be a pretty uh, kitty. By the way, Mystic is in the room, my cat. Uh, I would love to take him on the ferry because he's extremely bad and that would be very torturous for him and it would be, it would get a good laugh from me. But he wouldn't be able to jump off like he'd want to because it's that water. That would be horrible. <laughs> It'd be funny. The water under the ferry is scary. I always look down and I cry. Uh... Is it a good question? <laughs> <laughs> it's just following this cons. This. It's just all the same thing good. today. But all right. That's right. The, the moral of this podcast is government is bad. <laughs> a genuine free market requ- requires restrictions on the ability. Of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Can I read that? Yeah. The answers are strongly disagree, disagree, yeah, agree, and strongly agree. Yeah, everybody knows the answers. Agree. 
just a reminder, what if we have a new viewer and they're like, oh man, Riley, thank you so much. In the middle of the show. In the middle of the like, show. This isn't Maury. Like, if you're just <laughs> joining us, Shaquanda is trying to figure out who her baby daddy is. <laughs> like, most people are playing press and play from the beginning. So. <laughs> no, sometimes I start my podcast halfway through, you know, because I like to be lost. It makes me feel normal. <laughs> All right. All right. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Wow, this is a complicated question. It is. It's got lots of big words. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> it does have big words, so I'm going to read it again slowly. Okay. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. So I think... Predator multinationals, they're talking about really big international companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. An example would probably be like uh, PlayStation or Nintendo or Xbox. I'm just using video game ones because I know video games pretty well. But like those are all companies that exist. Like Nintendo is based out of Japan, but they also have Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe and stuff McDonald's like that. Is McDonald's is a good one. That's a better example. So I think if we use the word international, it would make more... Read it again with international. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of internationals to create monopolies international companies to create monopolies is what i'm thinking predator multinationals that's a weird term i it's it's weird that they're using that but maybe they're just talking about like really aggressive oil companies or something like that anyways Uh, um do you think that a free market requires restrictions on those predator multinationals wait wait A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Oh, it's a restriction on them so that they can't create monopolies. Okay, cool. Um, I don't necessarily think in a free market that monopolies are bad. That's what I've kind of thought because I... From my understanding, monopolies are illegal. I don't know if that's monopolies true. are currently illegal. Yes, but isn't that doesn't that mean you've uh, done your job to its success? Well, like you've done so well at it that yeah. So if you don't mind me ranting for a bit, um, monopolies. First of all, the government is hypocritical because the patent system is a government created monopoly. Someone invents something and they buy a patent from the government, and the government says you're the only one who can create that. So they've just created a monopoly right then and there, which is why, like, insulin is so expensive, is because someone owns the right to insulin, and now no one can compete and create other forms of insulin, so they just drove the market up. Um, But that's a government-enforced monopoly, whereas I think a free market monopoly, which won't exist in today's society just because governments are powerful and make so many dumb mistakes, but in a true free market, a monopoly would only be a monopoly because they've done such a good job and the people fear monopolies because they say once you've dominated the market you can just raise the prices and you know people just have to suck it up if they want your product but i disagree because in a free market a monopoly won't stay a monopoly very long if they start treating their customers like crap because then someone else will come in and be like hey i'm going to create a competitor and we're going to treat our customers real well and the customers will go to them instead and now all of a sudden there's not a monopoly anymore so um, it seems like a non-issue in a free market, but the fact of the matter is that monopolies are still very active and people can find loopholes for them. Look at Comcast. If you go on the other side of the mountains to Spokane, Comcast still exists over there. It's just called a different company, but it's the same company. Well, and it's that's not, that's, 
still not even competition. It's two different exactly. markets. Well, yeah, but the point is, is that here where I live, I only have like Comcast might be my only option. For it, internet, I think it you is know? your only option unless you want to go with Dish. With uh, yeah, satellite, which no one wants to like do that. that. Yeah, because it's not as good, and so that's like that's a monopoly right there, mm-hmm. and government enforces that because they're not going to let it, someone else put up power lines to create new internet, you know. Um. So. I think uh, with all the thing, with everything that says, what sticks out to me here is the fact that we're talking about Predator International is how I, where I'm interpreting it. Predator International companies creating monopolies um, should... Do you think they should be restricted to stop them from creating monopolies? Well, that's not exactly the question. It's a genuine free market requires restrictions. So I guess if we're going to interpret it your way, I would say I disagree because if you want to talk about a free market in the sense you're talking about... A truly free market. Yeah, but if I'm talking about it from a reasonable person standpoint, not a libertarian standpoint, no offense, um, (laughs) my answer would be slightly agree um, because you can't just let a... Well, you can't really let any company, but especially the one, the big ones with the big influence that hold the global power, um, you can't let them come in and just run everything on their own. And uh, otherwise, it just will create disaster. And in general, you know, I'm against regulations, but I think, you know, especially the bigger the company the more we kind of have to look at it and the long-term effects. Um, so this one doesn't get really a strong answer from me. Most of them don't. But I would say agree because we're talking about predator, multinational companies. We're talking about restrictions to stop them from being a monopoly. Um, I mean, this is a multi-part question, but for the sake of the question, my answer would be agree. I think that even um, in today's uh, society, with the lack of free market that we do have, um, I still think that there shouldn't be restrictions on companies to create monopolies because um, monopolies always, or companies always find loopholes, like we were talking about with Comcast and um, with the patent system. Um, But if you're looking at, let's say, McDonald's becomes the only fast food restaurant chain in america they've created a monopoly but then they raise their prices really high like people are afraid of monopolies because they can be they have too much power but we in the system that we have right now someone could create a competitor to mcdonald's no problem and then you know treat the customers better because customers we have the power that's why i support a free market that's why i'm a libertarian is because liberals people who are big government are afraid of billionaires they think they have too much power but in reality at least from my perspective we're the ones who have power because if a company does something we don't like we don't have to support that company anymore and i believe that that's where the power really lies because they need us to make their money we don't need them um and because there will always be competition out there and other options for us. So that's why I don't think monopolies are that scary, because I think anytime there is a monopoly, um, there will be a competitor. And any industry where they can monopolize is pretty much because of the government.
you the know, government and I, has, has that's stopped a, competition. You know, and even before we started this recording, um, I've had similar thoughts about monopolies, is that I don't know if they're as bad <clears throat> as we th- think. Uh, my answer still stays on the side of agree, just because of the complexity of the question. But in terms of monopolies, uh, something I... I'm just now thinking of, which is kind of interesting, is the two main movie theater companies, at least in this area, and perhaps in the U.S., I think they are the two bigs in the U.S., are Regal Cinemas and AMC. I worked for Regal. And the fact of the matter is, no matter which one you went to, you're paying way more than you think the value of the movie ticket is. Mm -hmm. You're paying way more than you think the value of the popcorn or the drink is. And the fact is, is they could compete with each other and lower their prices by a quarter or so. And they do. There was usually about a quarter difference in the same market, but that's not enough to carry one customer base. Uh, so all of there has to do is be mutual agreement between. Well, that's two, against the law, the too. Two part. What is um, companies teaming up? Um, uh I'll give you a personal example. We used to work at a hotel together, mm-hmm, and um, for a, a part of our time working there, we were supposed to call around to the other hotels in the area to find out what their rate and occupancy was. We stopped doing that because they found out that that's illegal to do. Because it's like the point of competition is to lower the prices and help the customers. But when all the companies in an area say, "Hey," let's just work together and bump up the prices so that customers don't have an option, you know, otherwise to stay at a hotel in an area that they need. They're forced to pay those exorbitant prices or the the higher rates. And that is against the law. And if I think that should be against the law, I'm still debating that internally myself. Um, but that that is against the law. There's a term for that. I don't know what it is, but it's essentially companies working together. You know, all the gas stations on a corner saying instead of competing against each other, let's just work together and raise our prices all up to the high same price, so that anyone who shops with us, we're making a good profit off of it, anyways. So um, that there's a term for that. I don't know what it is, but it is illegal. It's very illegal. Okay, so yeah. the fact is, is it's illegal according mm-hmm. to you. I haven't heard that, but sure, probably. The fact is is that there's still this natural understanding that when you go to the movie theater you're going to pay like 10 bucks for your popcorn and 7 for your soda and 5 for your candy. And there's this general understanding and even though there's the two companies neither one really offers you like the competition doesn't really help the industry there. So um the, again, no, neither of those are multi. Yeah, that's you know, I always I always laugh at uh, theaters. I, I'm a big moviegoer because I like superhero movies. Shout out to my superhero channel, Superhero Cinema Scoop. Check it out. Anyways, uh, I always laugh when I go to the theaters and they say, "Get a Regal card," you know, "Stay with Regal," claim rewards, and it's like I laugh because it's like you know, I'm just gonna go to the theater that's closest to me. I don't care what brand it is, you know. Yeah, but so, when there's only two brands, why not get the rewards card? Because it's well, no, I mean, I, I'm not fighting against the rewards card because I have a Regal Rewards Club be- because I go to Regal all the time, so I get their benefits. But it's weird that, like, you know, uh, in in our town we have four grocery stores that all have a. Uh, membership program and that makes sense because they're trying to keep people coming back to their store but when you live in a town with only one one theater or two theaters across town you know it's like 
I just, I'm not saying it's dumb. I just laugh at it because it's like, okay, I'll get your rewards program, but I'm just not going anywhere else. It's not because I'm loyal to you. It's just because you're my only option. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's also, the company can say that's their way to reward loyalty mm-hmm. or to even just have you coming back more often, you know? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a fight against the other company, which yeah. that's obviously part of it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... I don't know. That's, you know, that's just part of it. But uh, anyway. Well, that was fun. We got four questions done today. Four questions. That's pretty badass. And a reply. All the questions were almost the same. Pretty much. Answer of the day, government's bad. Would you agree? Mm, uh, Government needs to be limited. All right, let's, uh, how do you feel about the vape ban, (laughs) Matt? I'm not happy with it. (laughs) Let me tell you what I think about it. Um... it's really stupid because the people who were dying were dying because they were getting chemicals made in the black market. somebody's basement, yep. which hence the reason it was all high schoolers mm-hmm. because adults could go find it where they wanted. Now you got President Trump raising the age to 21 along with a bunch of other states, but it's federal now, so it doesn't matter. Yep. And let me tell you what else you got. You got your stupid Space Force, which I'm not happy about. Space Force. (laughs) Not happy about Space Force, people. Though Obama didn't do many things I liked, but one thing he did was he said, we're going to, you know, pull out of working on space for a while. Let's (laughs) deal with, you know, problems here on Earth. And uh, I'm going to have to side with my... My friend Barack Obama on that one. <laughs> wow, I've never heard you call Barack Obama your friend, considering that you know call, that. Uh, what's her name? Alaska lady? Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah, she's, when your, I quote she's her, your best friend. When I quote her, I yeah. say my good friend Sarah yeah. Palin. Uh, well, I've at least met her. So, but <laughs> One um, of these podcasts, you need to give me that picture of you meeting Sarah Palin, because this is the happiest you've ever been in your entire life, and I want that to be the cover was, of the podcast one episode. Just I so was can very see. excited. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, no, this whole vape ban and what are the tabs in Washington state? What else are they doing in Washington? Taxing by mile. Taxing by mile, Space Force. This is all stuff that on a daily basis is driving me towards libertarianism. Now, luckily, I still have my mind working and it still says, oh, we all have to follow some sort of, you know, guidelines that we all agree on to keep our freedoms. As to where the libertarians are like, let's have a free-for-all and hope it works. It's but burn uh, down the Capitol building. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I definitely uh, get the, I, I am getting more and more often, I'm understanding the uh, frustration you guys feel. Yeah. Sometimes it, the panic just sets in. Like, I'll just be walking around and be like... This area is gated off by the government. Why can't I walk there? It's a forest. But and I just, I get panicky. I mean, I'm like, huh. Then again, it's like <laughs> if you were in North Korea, and let's say you were North Korean, yeah. because you couldn't walk around as a white person without suspicion. Yeah. But let's say you lived as North Korean for like a year, you'd be kissing America's ground when oh, you yeah. came back. Oh, so yeah. Absolutely. You got to also kind of count your blessings. And yeah. so the. That's true. God, the, God bless America. That's right. God bless America. And the way we're going to make America great again is by keeping our government limited. Yeah. Not by President Trump taking away cigarettes and <laughs> putting people in space to fight wars. Mm-hmm. Why are we fighting wars in space? Does anybody want to explain this to me? 
man, those Martians are a real problem. That's literally, <laughs> it's a branch of the military now. It's not like a separate de- government department. Yeah. It's a branch of the military. Well, it's part of the Air Force, or they're pulling people from the Air Force. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're creating a separate wing of it. Mm-hmm. Or they're merging off the Air Force mm-hmm. to create a sixth branch, which... It's funny that you focus on the Space Force so much, because I heard that, and I just rolled my eyes, and I was like, yes, this is to be expected, but you're, like, focused hard on that. I'm focused hard <laughs> on it being stupid, because the only way I can see it beneficial is if it we get to a point to where we are fighting other countries in space. Like, so, you know, you see Star Trek or Star Wars, and two ships are having a battle. Yeah. Well, realistically, that's not going to happen. If there's alien life, it's probably too Don't far away. Don't take that hope away from me. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> what's probably going to happen is we're going to be fighting each other up in space. Yeah, yeah. And I just think we're planning kind of early for that. <laughs> now, maybe later I'll be like, oh, thank you, Donald Trump, for protecting us from the Martians. I don't know. But right now it's really stupid. I think we need – I think uh, any space travel needs to be per- privately funded. That Space Force money should be spent on uh... – how would we stop a meteorite or a giant, you know, space rock coming towards Earth? That would be better spent uh, money yeah, figuring out how to stop that. He's going to build a big, beautiful wall. <laughs> <laughs> and wall. The, the meteors that come into America, they're going to be the best meteors we've ever had. We're not going to be taking just the rapists and the kidnappers. We don't want this. We want we want space to send us the best meteors. Okay, okay, you guys. I've worked with some of the best meteors. Okay. <laughs> On that note, that is a perfect note to end the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone watching. Uh, This was a long one, but uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, Like, follow, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can find us on all those platforms, your favorite podcast streaming service, YouTube, and email us at quadrant4politics at gmail.com. That's the number four, not spelled out, quadrant4politics at gmail.com. And we'll see you in the next one.